What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. It's Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to another episode of Reasonable Wrestling. It is I, the most high, and I'm with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chitty Bang. What's going on with you, CT? What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Chitty Bang. And we're here at the Reasonable Wrestling Podcast, the underground of professional wrestling podcast. What's good, everybody? Hey, Chris. Uh, how you been? Um, everything is good, man. We're recording again on a Sunday night. <clears throat> um... Father's Day, you know what I mean. My first yeah, Father's, Father's Day. My first Father's Day. Nah, show. girl, Father's Day, bro. <laughs> That's amazing. It feels like it feels like WrestleMania. I'm thinking. WrestleMania one. Welcome to <laughs> WrestleMania. I need to get that Howard Finkel drop. Um, nah, man, nah, it was a good day, How did you man. Spend your Father's Day. Um, uh, this weekend or well, the, the past couple of days before today, we was in Miami. Um, went to go see. The father-in-law um, drop off his gift, and um, all his grandkids um, were there because all his girls got kids. You know what I mean? So, um, and they all got boys. So all his girls got kids, and they got boys. Uh-huh. Um, so we came, went down there, um, took took you know, spent some family time, and then today we went to the beach, man. Came back up, went to the beach, social distance. Um, when you walk down into like when you come into the, the entrance of the beach it's like that uh the stairway right nigga you can probably walk 25 steps and there we were nigga i was i was close to the exit i wasn't close <laughs> to the water nigga and so you know we was away from we was away from people um but you know we just you know it, it was good it was, it was my son's first time at the beach so uh you know he touched the sand for the first time and it was it was good, man. It was a good fucking day, man. I can't even. What's up? I can't even lie, man. It was a good day. Shout out to all the fathers out there, man. There's a lot of wrestling fathers. There's a lot of fathers, you know, just not in wrestling. Just people who are fans of wrestling. All you guys, shout out to you, all the fathers out there. I'm not a father, but you know, one day, baby, we'll see. Uncle Chidi's in the <laughs> Uncle Chidi's in the in the effect though. You I me? am a great uncle, man. Like I've I've I've, I've done that for a long time now. I think I'm kind of perfected the uncle role, but uh, yeah, we'll nigga, see where. I thought I perfected the uncle role too, and guess what happened? Became a dad, nigga. I should, <laughs> I should have kept my shit quiet, nigga. I should, I, I still need work, nigga. I still, <laughs> I still gotta oh, improve God. this uncle shit, nigga. But no, nah, but man. um, yeah, you know, it's been an interesting week of wrestling. You know, definitely uh, a lot to talk about. There's some controversies as of yeah. Let's uh, just late. let's just go ahead and 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 kill an elephant in the room so we can go forward with the show, man. Um, 
Y'all know how we bring it. We're raw. We're we're uncut. We're unfiltered. Um, and, and we're genuine though. You feel me? So, um, over the past couple of months, right since COVID, it seems like every week wrestling fans have been hit with a gut punch of how you. It's hard to separate art from artists, right? Like yeah, yeah. some of the things, some of the things that's happening, right? RP Shad, like Shad Gaspar was a wrestler. That was his real name that he wrestled under. That's who we know him as. He passed as a person, right? You can't separate that artist from the artistry, right? Uh, some of the things that's been happening as far as um, the, the, these latest of allegations, right, of, of sexual assault, 50 to 100, I believe, wrestlers from all over the world, all different promotions, sexual predatory acts, uh, sexual assault, um, uh, um, and, 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 and me and you had a conversation, right? And I'll let you talk your own thoughts, but you know, it's, we can't chalk it up to misogyny, right? Like, like, yes, this is how it used to be, or this is how it was, or that's how uh-huh. you act. But what, what COVID has, what COVID has done, um, along with what you saw with the pro, with the what you're seeing now with the protests of uh, of the murder of George Floyd, all of these things we've kind of seen and known before and, and been living under a norm per se. There's no more norm, right? Niggas been locked niggas been, niggas been locked up in the house for three months. That ain't normal, right? So there's no norm. So uh, the speaking out hashtag speaking out movement that's been going on social media, people have been telling their stories. Um, it's impacted a lot of our favorites. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot, a yeah. lot of our favorites. I, I think that, uh, like you said, with COVID, we are forced to uh, kind of minimize our distractions and just, you know, take a real hard look in the mirror as a society um, on certain social justice issues or, uh, you know, just civil rights or whatever it may be. Um, and obviously right now with the Speaking Out movement, this is uh, speaks out to our, you know, just women rights, you know, so just treating them with the respect it deserves in their in their profession, which is something um, I think in the old day and age has not been really taken as serious, especially in the world of wrestling. There is a misogynistic nature or, you know, it's a man's world, you know, it's a misogynistic business. And I'm not trying to chalk it up to misogyny every single one of these instances, but I do feel like we have to look at every instance as a solo incident to really get to a better place, you know? Because we want to weed out anything that might be controversial because it's just a good range of people saying they've been physically assaulted and raped to, hey, you know, somebody told me to hold their dick. Like, and and I, and I, and I don't want to minimize anybody's plight or, or disregard them in any way. I think that it's great that people feel like they can speak out, you know? I'm not trying to minimize any more, but... We have to keep it real and take every instance and every every incident as a one-off and deal with this separately. Although it's happening all together and kind of being brought to the forefront as a movement, which I which which I'm for. So you know? so so with that being said, though, um, let's take that and combine the two things um, that we love, right? Entertainment, right? So outside of wrestling, we love film. We're film guys. We're Harvey Weinstein, right? Big big film 
guy. Executive, right? yeah. Right? Jerking off in plants and shit. You feel me? <laughs> Mad, mass sexual assault allegations. You know, Bill Cosby, you know, the greatest sitcom dad of all time. Nigga. And he was black, right? He was a black doctor with a black wife and had black ass kids that went to fucking HBCUs, nigga. And mm-hmm. he was fucking the king, nigga. But they said 76 women, bruh. 76, 77. And we like, man, not Bill, nigga. Not not Bill. Ask Felicia. You know what I mean? And yeah. Felicia was like, well, I don't want to say nothing. <laughs> 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 you feel no, no, it, 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 just, it definitely feels like a a wrestling Me Too movement, yes. you know. And, and it's like you said, Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby; those are people we looked up to. You know, people who are uh, we as as a general public did not know how insidious the, the the nature was. But when it's brought to the forefront, you're kind of forced to address it and take it at at face value. You know, um, and some some people are you know talking their shit. You know, I said, like I said, I don't want to minimize any cause or anybody's uh, own personal stories, but I think that a conversation between man and woman, you know, Mars and Venus, on uh, the what's appropriate and what's not is happening, and that's a that's a good thing in a wrestling atmosphere. It's, it's a conversation of, hey, this is not, you know, and and it depends on the story, but you're saying because what you're telling me, because I'm not too up on it. You're telling me that there's a predatory nature to it. Yes, I, actual, I, yes, yes. Like they're I, yes, grooming people. And it's, to, yeah. and that's sick. That reminds me of fucking Epstein, motherfucker. You know, like, that's sick. And, and that needs to be removed and expunged from the wrestling industry if that's how it's getting down out there. And I think that's what, I think, you know, like you said, separating the two, right? Because there are carp, uh, compartmentalizations of of this abuse, right? Sexual abuse is the umbrella, right? Now we have the the sexual harassment, we have the sexual misconduct, we have the sexual assault, and then we have the criminal predatorial things. That it, all of those fall under that umbrella, but all of them are their own tentacle where they can't be... Um, they can't be brought to justice with the same uh, hammer. Granted, justice needs to be served. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, for someone who has sexual misconduct or sexual harassment, that needs to be treated differently, expunged, though, than someone who has uh, uh, who, who has uh, allegedly predatory um, um, engagements, right? Like, we're, mm-hmm. like we, we're just going to put it on the table. You feel me? We we rooted for this nigga Patrick Clark because Patrick Clark, you feel me? They mm-hmm. are talking about this guy's name in the mud, and we don't want to add no type of disparagement on that as well. But when you're talking about grooming, right? When you're talking about Jim Cornette and his wife, right? The shit that w- that they were doing in OVW, you know what I mean? Uh, when, when you're talking about promoters, right? Um, a story just came out. I think it was yesterday or today, yesterday or Friday. I was just scrolling. I think it was the first ever referee, female referee, is talking about Vince forced her oral sex, right? Vince, nigga, if Vince get Epstein, nigga, what happens to yeah. wrestling? And, and, and honestly, I think that people accepted it. 
and I'm glad people are not accepting yep, it. Yep, cut that and, shit. And, and, yeah, we're, and I'm glad that this is like a topic of discussion because there needs to be a decorum in, in place of business, you know? And where we, we can talk about, oh, this how things used to be. It wasn't right, you know? It wasn't right, you know? And it's it's sad when you have people who are now, you know, kind of like just saying, like kind of like almost like dismissing it. And that's how I've kind of felt with the Black Lives Matter stuff was like people dismissing the movement. You can't just dismiss a hundred women saying they've been sexually harassed. Shit, you, know, or you can. Man, man, wasn't, man woman, you know? wasn't, so, Jerry, wasn't Jerry Lawler still on our TV? Yeah. His shit is his shit is known, bro. This shit is nasty. It's known, and it's like people still accept it. But I and I, I mean, I know that my heart and nature is not to cancel. I'm not part of that cancel movement. But I think people do need to atone for their actions, and people do need to show that hey, I've grown from that place at the very minimum. And if it's something as far as rape, y'all y'all need to be in jail. If we're some kind of predatory kind of pedophile shit, y'all need to be in jail. So that, that's what I was trying to say. Like the spectrum. It goes from just an allegation that may or may not be true on something that may not have been the way they're saying it was to that happened and this person is going to be traumatized because they've been harassed or harmed or sexually assaulted and that whoever was the predatory, the predatory uh, abuser, just put it that way, so the abuser needs to be handled just so. I see, think that Jack Gallagher got, got fired and that should be Show show you that we're not going to tolerate this. You know, if, if there's any proof, Gallagher Gallagher got got fired, but Riddle wasn't edited out on SmackDown. And now we're talking about allegate. Now I don't know what was proven with Gallagher or what was proven with Riddle, and I'm not here to throw no type of mud on nobody name. But my yeah. thing is, is that this leads into our next conversation of. Dollars over bodies, right? We're seeing it now in the grand scheme of things of the world, right? We're watching the world operate in its ugly core, right? We live in Orlando. Orange County is where we live at. We're still doing via satellite because niggas talking about the airport workers, half of them, their 40% or half of them got uh, tested positive for COVID. Niggas talking about this city alone in the past two weeks has had 3,000 new cases of COVID. Now these niggas want to bring 22 NBA teams and play basketball in a fucking bubble, nigga? Where people have the jurisdiction to may or may not come in and out of that fucking bubble. I feel like, like when you talk about dollars over bodies, it's kind of way. That's just, just capitalism. That's just the way of life here in America. It always has been dollars over bodies, but to see it, like kind of flip front, like you know, we're faced with it every like now because everything has stopped, and you have to literally make a decision on, hey, this is going to harm some people. People are going to die if you put them in a group together. But hey, you're going to make some money because you're keep, keeping up with your contracts and all your, you know, deals you made. That's the compromise these businesses are making. It's funny to see how they're gonna they're, what they're choosing. You know, I think they're choosing dollars, and this is capitalism at its finest. I mean, it doesn't matter about the human being. Like and you talked about it and, with, with and, Brandon, and that's it's what, like the dehumanization of Americans and just people as a whole. And and that and that's where the and that goes. You know, to tie everything together. That's how our women feel, right? 
And these are not just women in wrestling. You know, uh, as Black Lives Matter was picking up steam, black trans were getting murdered. You feel me? Black women are still being abused and murdered, not just by white people, by us, by black men, right? Uh-huh. And, and, and women, black women have been crying out saying we need more protection. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we haven't been protected enough. And when a nigga needs somebody to go up for bat, do you know who picking up a fucking Louisville slugger, my nigga? A woman. You feel me? And 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 and, and when you're saying that people are putting um, uh, money over or humans or putting other humans over humans, I, I think that's where you know it go. I think that's where we get trapped into the all lives matter thing because all lives do matter. You know what I mean? Especially in the situation where uh, we just lost Ashley, right? A year ago, right? She uh, she came out and said that she was sexually abused on a military base, right? Now, that ain't, that ain't abnormal, and that's not, that should be normal, right? Sexual assault on a military base should not be normal. So Ashley coming out was not an abnormal situation. Ashley committed suicide because of what happened. Because like you say, when you speak it out, when you speak your truth, and then not someone on your end or your logic or your reason, like, hey, let's get to, let's investigate. You know what I mean? Like, that that's what you're talking about. Like, let's investigate. You got people just flat out saying it ain't true, disparaging, taking it, like taking the cause and saying it didn't matter, slut shaming. Shit like that, that that yeah. that 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 rolls into effect. You just spoke on, you know, just just the fact of stop calling Nia Jax fat online. You know what I mean? Like all that goes into what's happening, where women don't feel like they matter, men know women don't feel like they matter, and then men take advantage of that, and 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 now women are just in a constant state. A fucking uh, a prey, almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's- yeah. It's it's it, and it's so crazy. Like I've been on the wrestling, and I'm a nerd, wrestling nerd. I've been on the forums for years, and I've never gotten like the harshness that has gone for certain women. I've never could grab my head around it. Like like they'll pick on somebody, and just they'll just for the whole career just shit on this person, and they'll be a great talent. You know, uh, they did it with Alicia Fox. Uh, you know they did it with Nia. They're doing it with Nia Jax. They do it with a lot of people, and I think that the, that all the women get it on some degree, harsher than the men. And then to see here that some of them have also, in their pursuits of their dream of being a star wrestler, you know, and, and they're going to be also subjected to their own peers, you know, going through certain situations that are quite unsavory. Yeah, I'm not to say the least. You know, I, I mean, because this is it's a broad spectrum. It's sad. And I do think that it's a conversation that needs to be had. And um, it's a conversation that should be ongoing, you know, and, and people should understand that there are boundaries, you know. I know that men sometimes don't know that. They don't know, like, where the boundaries are, but there are, you know. And I think that we have a duty to be honorable to a point of, like, all right, understanding that if there's a no, there's no, you know. Right, and, like, and, the, you know, like the conversation we had with Brandon, right? And a lot of people will understand what that is and what we're talking about sooner or later. But his motto was grow up, right? Mm-hmm. 
let's plug that into here. Mm-hmm. Right? We are fighting for natural civil rights about what's right and what's wrong. Stop killing some, like, stop killing unarmed people, right? Another, not even a black guy, Dominican, 18 years old, working at a fucking auto shop, unarmed security guard, was in the alley checking his spot, cops roll up on him, and he was scared for his life because police put up on him. He runs. They set off seven warning shots and kill a boy. You see what I'm saying? Right and wrong, right? Tying this to this, listen, like you say, no, yes and no, like people got to know that, but you got to understand, we talk about people, it shouldn't be a hashtag or a thing we see on, on social media, read the room. Nigga, you need to read the room in real life. Yeah, if a real. woman if a woman ain't feeling life, you, yeah. if she calling her homegirls over at the bar or at the club, you know what I mean? If she, you know, if she not feeling that touchy on the arm thing that niggas do, you know what I mean? If, you know, hugging on the waist and grabbing and shit like that, you mm-hmm. know, like, all that is unnecessary. Now you take it to the situation where wrestlers are changing in the same locker room with each other. Mm-hmm. We've seen it in well, you know? I mean, well, we've seen it, like, the, like the proximity can the proximity, be in certain places. Like, exactly. It's super close, and, you know, especially on the indies, you know, so... And, and uh, it's it's we we gotta protect our women. Bro, you riding you know? with you riding with people for hours, like you you you, you crash with them in hotel rooms, like it's it's like you you got you mm-hmm. gotta it gotta be safe, man. Like you it gotta you, you protect your teammate. Like you gotta do the same thing you would do for your homie. You know what I mean? You you, you gotta do you get you gotta do the same thing you do for your homie. Uh-huh. I think that every woman deserves to be hurt. You know, and uh, I think that every single incident, if some if somebody who hears that, hey, one of your employees have been accused of something, it's your duty to find out and get to the bottom of it. And, and you know, obviously, you work with law enforcement if you have to find out there's an investigation ongoing and get to the bottom of, OK, because we don't want people just being called out and being canceled off of allegations. But we yeah. do want people getting called out. And it's, it's proven that this is going on, that they have to be. They, they can't be in a, in a limelight, you know, while you, they have uh, proof that they've been either sexually abusing or uh, mis, you know, using people's, you know, having sex with underage kids, you know, all that shit. So if, if it's proven in a court of, not even a court of law, if the person is convicted, they need to stop working for the company. You know, that's why I kind of like what they did with um, AEW with Jimmy Havoc. They said that he's in rehab, you know, um, and that's one way to look at it too of giving him space to work on his issues but if anything if he's ever like put in behind bars or something serious then yeah he'll be terminated and i think as a company you're a tough spot because you're invested in somebody who you don't have control over you know so um on, from looking on from that end it's our duty as fans and as uh lovers of this world of wrestling to make it a more inclusive environment and that means taking the plight of these women seriously and it means treating your fellow wrestling fans or workers or, or employees like like they have dignity and respect. I think that's common decency. And um, if we need to be reminded of that, then hey, that's how exactly that we need to be reminded. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, now um, rolling to the news of the week. Um, outside of that huge news, before that, the other big news was 
someone tested positive for WWE for COVID-19, um, which we spoke about. We, we said what would happen, right? You know what I mean? When when Rudy Gobert tested positive, they shut down the whole NBA. They have an NBA in about 100 days. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, WWE had COVID. was like, well... Let's take, nigga. Someone's <laughs> going on, man. Dude's out here. He's fucking Ringling Brothers, man. He's Martin Bailey. He don't care. I get life or death, man. Yeah. Life or death, and it's like, show must go on. Yo, like, I appreciate Kevin Owens, like, just taking a stand and using his platform. Like, yo, it's not safe. I'm staying at the crib. Roman Reigns, like you said, like, they're staying at the crib, uh, using their place and their standpoint in the company to uh, try to set, be leaders. You know what I'm saying? Um, because as we go on with this, I thought WWE had a pr- procedure where I felt like, oh, they clearly are going by the CDC guidelines. People are going to be safe. Yeah. If they can make it work out, then, hey, it's good. But if people have not been tested for COVID and they have a, a, a chance of catching it or, and then spreading it to somebody else who doesn't get sick and then spreads it to the third loved one who does get sick, we don't know this. We don't know how how severe this is still to this to this to this day. We just know that it's exploding again here in uh in Florida. So do you believe that with this outbreak, I don't think it's gonna stop anything. Like that's what I think. I don't think it's gonna stop anything. But with this outbreak, do you think there'll be any shift with the talent or with the wrestlers, I should say, because we're not gonna use that word anymore. With the wrestlers who are um you know, you know, in, in the you know, working or do you feel like they just take the risk? No, listen, man. The story behind it is Kevin Owens' wife, grandfather, passed from the virus. So that family has already felt the devastations of how important that virus can be and how detrimental it can be. Roman has a compromised immune system. At this point in time, you can pretty much say those are your two biggest guys, you know. Um, those are the two biggest baby faces on Raw, for yeah, sure. Um, shit in the company, if you want to put it that way. Because when Kevin Owens got booking, and when Kevin Owens has a crowd, and when Kevin Owens is invested, he's he's there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's, he's right there with Daniel Bryan as far as yeah. important to an everyday fan or the, mm-hmm. the everyman yeah. fan almost. You know what I mean? Um, with that being said, again, man, this goes back to what we wanted to talk about, bro. Like, the, how, what's the, like, the show must go on isn't the norm. Like, WWE needs to take a step back. They need to look at it and say, can our talent, or can our wrestlers, can our personnel, can our employees afford an off season? If this is a sport, can we take off? two months can we take off three months can we do a, can we take an off season come back reshuffle come back with new with a new an actual new season of something and shift and do something every year i think they need to reconsider this right not just from the pandemic aspect but just some injuries and all uh, injuries think- or, or injuries um look at it as a television show right like uh-huh. niggas take time off to rewrite. Niggas take rewrite, time off rewrite, to de- get that time to you know, to develop characters, think this thing to through, exa- develop characters. 
you know, if we're going to come back and we're going to tell this story from this month to, you know, six months in intervals and, you know, take, take a break and do it again. I Just think like any other shoot, I, show. I think literally, I honestly, from WrestleMania to SummerSlam can be off. Like, we don't need a backlash. We don't need a money in the bank. We don't need money in the it's bank. It's all about the Benjamins, though. But my thing is, is that, listen to this. What's the team? This is go back, right? So, NBA. If the NBA players take the stand and say, we're not playing basketball, they will be willing to give back $1.2 billion, and they will have to pretty much give back all of what they've worked for and negotiate and leverage when it comes to the CBA, right? Wrestling is not that complicated. They don't have that. All that is is Vince TV money because all of that TV money is what pays the salary of the wrestlers. Now, if Vince can have it where he don't lock niggas into exclusive contracts to where... If you just work for me under the, like, don't do the multi-year thing, right? If you do the season, do it like Lucha Underground used to do. Yeah, Lucha. You feel yeah. me? I sign you for this season. You work for me for this season. You know for nine months, you got a good paycheck. You're going to be on TV possibly. And if not, those three months, you can go and figure out what you can do and work somewhere else. But that takes the liability. It takes the liability off of Vince. It keeps and and it would allow him to keep a rotating barn door. And if he wants to keep wrestling business alive, I know I know Vince is not just selfish with with WWE. He wants to keep the wrestling business alive. If he can keep a barn door and keep talent rotating and rotating out and fucking send these independents, some people that was just on TV nine months ago. To make some money for them and shit like that, and keep churning out these fucking that would be fucking great. They don't have people that, like me thinking. You that would be great. I agree with you, but this is the same guy who killed the territories for a reason. So he's not trying to make wrestling survive. He he making survive under his dime. He wants to have monopoly on wrestling. You know, he's starting NXTs in China and shit. You know, so I feel like this ideally would be the way to go. A seasonal, you know, season for, for, for you know, the biggest company in wrestling, WWE. Uh, kind of like Lucha Underground, where they can really take this time to tell the stories, have the matches mean something on every week basis. Because, you know, they're all going to pay off in the long run because you aren't telling us a specific story. That makes That's exactly what I would want as a fan. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't even mind the six months off from WrestleMania to SummerSlam. I agree that would be dope. That'd be dope. But they have done wrestling consecutively for how long? Like for years. I, I mean, I don't know. But that looks. I think he looks at it as like, as like almost like his ego. Like if he stops, and it's not just. I think it's money. I think it's his ego, and I think that's just the way they do business and their, their business model. So if you already allocated. We're going to make this money from our television sales by the end of the year. And, uh, you know, he already lost money with XFL and shit. I think that he's doing everything in his power to keep things going during COVID. And that's the way they're looking at it with the owners in the NFL. That's where the owners looking at it with NBA. They don't necessarily care about the causes. They don't really care about the people. They care about their sustainability as an, a corporation and making money. 
because they want to keep things moving and it's not really about, hey, let's be humane to people. That's just not the way, way things work and I wish they were. But uh, that's not what I expect to go down. You know, you say grow up and everything. Yeah, Vince needs to grow up, but it's not going to happen. He, he doesn't have no, yeah, there's no incentive to do that, really. I think the incentive will come from if people, listen, the, the, the split right now with the NBA, right? WWE's LeBron James is Roman Reigns, and he set out. But with the machine that is, niggas just want to see essentially people hoop, right? I, I think it's going to take more. I think in the NBA, if LeBron didn't play, I don't know if that will hurt as much because niggas still will go out and watch the people play ball. You know what I mean? Like Because LeBron don't play every fucking game. You feel me? Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think it's going to take more than, let's say, a LeBron or Roman Reigns to, to take back to step back for people to actually reconsider uh, uh, the, 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 the humanity in it. You feel what me? It, what it does, I feel like, with Roman or LeBron or people who are in that big, prominent position in a company, sitting out, what it does is set an example of like, hey, I am leading the charge for the the the, the, the wrestlers or the basketball players oh. for my for the people with my role in this company. He's setting LeBron has the he's 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 he leads the charge. You know, if he says he's sitting out, that causes a tidal wave of people saying, "Hey, they're going to sit out too." Roman Reigns didn't call the tidal wave, but he definitely set a make, make set a precedent that even the top guy can leave. And, 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 you know, take some time off and, you know, things are going to move on. Some people are going to take that risk no matter what. And you talked about it months ago. Wrestlers already put their bodies on the line for our entertainment. And some people are going to take that risk and go into work. But it's and, and, and the WWE is going to have them do that as long as they're willing to do it. And that's just that's just how it is. I know Seth Rollins might be the person that was like, hey, you know, I'm glad doing this shit. He, and he's out there putting out great work with Rey Mysterio. And I actually do appreciate it. You know, but he's out there killing it. I appreciate it, and that's his decision. But he's not gonna stop it. Cause Seth Rollins might get sick. No, they don't. <laughs> they're gonna try to take the precautions, hopefully, and get these guys checked. I mean, if they're if they're breaking out. If the COVID outbreak is, 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 is has an employee out sick, somebody else might have been exposed by now. And speak, they need to just take it as serious as possible. I mean, speaking of that, you know, you you talking about people going rogue, right? You know, Monday Night Raw, right? WWE probably has followed as much of the guideline as they can, right? It's hard to it's hard for them to fucking follow the guideline when they falsified themselves as an essential business when they don't make no fucking money for the fucking city or the county or the state. But I digress, right? So not only do that, not only uh, not only did they fucking you know uh, Adobe edit their fucking way into being an essential business, that they they've been trying to keep under wraps their procedures, their you know the and, and the precautions that they've been taking. Monday night, the street profits turns all that to shit, right? <laughs> by 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 by. By going rogue and unplanned, going through the crowd, shaking niggas' hands, dancing with niggas and shit, 
on the heels of a report, right? So, like you say, people are risking themselves. Shit, Tez got kids, right? Angelo got one on the way, or what? One, one, you know, here. You know what I mean? Uh, Tez got a wife. Uh, Angelo got a girlfriend or a wife that he proposed, a fiance. Like it don't just affect you. You know what I mean? Especially when Kevin Owens' grandfather dies from the virus. You know what I mean? So, with that being said, WWE still got niggas in the crowd, but they ain't six feet apart. And why they still standing, nigga? You can't get no fucking chairs? Bro, you got three fucking shows. Them niggas been standing for probably a hundred hours, nigga. You ain't got them niggas no chairs. You ain't got no little X's where they're six feet apart with the chairs, bro. Like, come on, nigga. Like, come get their workout. They gotta stand for hours. Come on, it's here. That's how. That's how you know niggas don't care about niggas, bro. I'm a forty. You can't even sit down, nigga. Yo, they're having like also like friends of. The, you know, people at the PC and you know, and, and this is what I'm saying. That ain't following yeah. protocol, my nigga. Especially mm-hmm. when all you're doing is taking the motherfucking temperature, bruh. That ain't mm-hmm. following protocol. That's irresponsible. And like I say, it's going. This is. There's no new normal. There's no. The show must go on. Something's gonna fuck Vince's money up, right? And it's it's gonna be Roman. It's going to be Kevin Owens. It's going to be people who need to be smarter and be like, yeah, I just put my body on the line for a suicide dive, but I trained for that. I yeah. haven't trained for my respiratory to fucking snatch up on me, my nigga, and me take my last <laughs> breath because I wanted to go fucking wrestle. Snatch up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this respiratory does. I feel you, bro. <laughs> no, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, though, you got a good point, man. You haven't trained to, to die from coronavirus. You can't really train to die. You can't train for that. So, so when Seth Rollins say, I die for this shit, yeah, the part that you trained for, nigga. <laughs> Bruh, do you know the conscience of Vince McMahon, let's knock on wood here, right? I, I got marble, I ain't got no wood. But let's let's just let's do the extreme hypothetical. This no name D level development talent got COVID and fucking because it's the natural thing to do in wrestling to shake hands with Seth. Now what if you don't shake hands? What if you do a little fist bump? But from what I understand COVID can get on your fucking clothes, nigga. If a nigga can talk through a mask and it can get through a mask and it's airborne, how you gonna tell me it's not on my fucking sleeve? Yeah. yeah. And what if so, But there's no there's no precedent. You gotta understand, we're dealing with people who are not trying to take this seriously. They're just doing what they can to just keep moving, shit moving. You know, we have a president who just had a fucking conf, like a uh, rally in fucking Oklahoma with. Tons and tons of people with no mask, and he's like, yo, y'all sign this waiver real quick. Make sure that you don't assume if you die. You know, like, so that's what he put out there. That's, that's our leadership as a country. So you got Vince following the lead, you know. So and when it comes down to it, people don't want to believe COVID is, is very as serious as it is. People don't want it. And it's very hard to, to do that. They want to grow up. People don't want to grow up and take it seriously because even if – 
it's not that serious. We've seen people die, you know, and you might just want to take it serious, more serious than you want than, than you could. I know I've been wearing my mask and I look stupid, but I'm doing it because I need, I want, I want I'm trying to do Bruh, it for the time being. CT, you don't yeah. understand how I feel like I'm living in a fucking warped reality when I just be seeing niggas just it fuck bruh. But but let's keep it G. If niggas were as travel or as if niggas travel and we went to Japan, we wouldn't be saying that shit nigga, cause that's the normal. Right? Yeah. Niggas yeah. come over here and we be making fun of those niggas yeah, in they, Disney they, World. They're doing a great job about it. You know I think then JPW might be coming back soon. So uh they're doing a great job cutting this shit down, at least that's what we hear. So that that's what it takes though. It takes people to say, "Hey, fuck it." I it sucks being in the house. Well, NJPW was one of those companies too that said, "When you see wrestling, you know our society is better because wrestling don't fucking it matter." It's a good like demarcation of like, okay, I feel like it's back to get that can go back out there and do my thing. And Vince never thought of it like that. Vince said, "Hey, you know, this is what this is what I this is what I do." Make my money and keep going. Uh, part of me respected it because I felt like it's hard to do what he's doing right now with no crowd. You can't go to different arenas, and it's like to shift and pivot and be able to do everything. I thought, like from the business mind and acumen of the production and all that standpoint, and then you got the you know the funhouse match, we got boneyard match, we got you know money and make all this stuff. I felt like I appreciate the pivot they made and what they're trying to do, what they've done since COVID started. But when it gets to the point where your own employees have now been, might be exposed, you gotta, and, and think about, you know, think about Kevin Owen. Like, he doesn't know how his grandfather got it. Like, he, you know, we don't know. Right. That's the thing about it. You don't know how you're gonna get this thing and get it get it transmitted to somebody else. Let's just take our precautions and, and, and be safe with it. And so, until the numbers go down and we have some kind of vaccine, maybe. You know, so I remember people when we talked to them, and he's like, you know, things will get back to normal pretty, pretty, pretty naturally. It's already fucking June. I mean, July coming up soon. So, uh, yeah, things are things are new. Like you said, a new normal. Now, with that being said, we we do we do appreciate what what Vince has done for us, man. Um, Because we're still watching. Yeah, like I, I I'm still watching. Like a high spot of my week. And, like, fuck it, I'm going to talk about it until the cows come home, nigga. Bray Wyatt, bro. Bray Wyatt is my favorite thing in wrestling, bro. And to see my man snatch back to the Bayou Brawler, my nigga. The motherfucker <laughs> so snatching, so talking. Like, bro, yeah, is that cult leader, man. Yeah, Just is. to see him bring it back and to see the reaction from Braun, I like. They didn't just like have him shut it off, shut it off like the other shit. He was taking it like, oh, he saw a ghost. I know. Like, see that? I know. I you know. He, he, know, he know he in for so, a fight. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I really feel like Bray is perfect right now. He's back. He's 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 right where he should be. He's always at the you know been a creative. Um, when it comes to Bray, he matters. He's 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 a he's a supernatural force. That matters on wrestling, and it's not easy to not to do to do what he does, and not make it be campy or kind of goofy. He does it very well, you know. Um, he looks like he's unhinged when he's in the funhouse, 
He sounds like he's under his shit when he's in the front house, but he has the gear go to when he's uh, the cult leader, and then you have the fiend. So him having his own, like, you know, four faces of Foley kind of thing, or, you know, Matt Hardy has his, you know, different versions as well. I appreciate the creativity it takes to have that sustained longevity in, in the wrestling and to be that creative, you know, uh, to, to give us, like, these different images, different vibes, different feels, uh, different um, portrayals of the same person, you know? So, uh, yeah. That's, that's, I, what, that's, what makes, that. that's what makes Wyndham great, you feel me? Like, and I'm using the real name here because... That mind, right? That that creative, that 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 that's not just wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a film buff. That's a book reader. That's a you know a wrestling you know connoisseur. You know, all wrapped into one. And he's like, he's almost like a renaissance, a renaissance creator when it comes to this character building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love it, man. I, and I'm glad they let the reins off him. It feels like they let him go. Like, all right, you got this stuff. We're just gonna let you do what you want, and you, you know, sail and you, you, you succeed or fail. And he's keep, keep knocking it out the park. So shout out to Wyndham. Shout out to Bray Wyatt and everything he's done. Um, it's it keeps you captivated. And when you saw, hey, Funhouse is gonna be on SmackDown, we were like, okay, I gotta tune in. So he matters, man. And that's it. Yeah, so um, that that was that was good for me. Um, outside of that, Monday, like I say, um, I think MVP is doing great. Exactly what we said he needed. Yo, I think niggas listen to our podcast, right? We're <laughs> we're super influential, bro. Like before MVP came back, we sat with Desmond. Was like, yo, who can be the black delegator for wrestlers to kind of get them, not so much in shape, but seen, shown, you know what I mean? We talked about Shelton, we talked about Apollo, we talked about him grooming the Street Profits, we talked about, we talked about this stuff, right? He isn't Bobby, right? He He's there. MVP is intricate in, in all of his black wrestlers, and they're all on Raw right now, and it's, it's great to see. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see, I was stoked to see Shelton and Apollo, Right, yeah. and then for it to not be the match that I wanted to see, but it to have the outcome that it had, I'm still excited because I'm like, is Apollo about that? <laughs> Yo, they, I, honestly, I gotta hand it to them. Right now, when it comes to our people in wrestling, they're doing a the damn thing. You got, you got Keithley, you got Our Truth, you got Sasha, you got Street Profits, you got Apollo, um, and just seeing them use Shelton and like. Have that like them linked up. They're super talented, man. And we have MVP back to just bring it all together. You know, he's just a savant on the mic. I feel like honestly, he can go out there and get what you need out of a, out of a, a moment out there. You know, he, what he does with Drew, whatever he does with Drew, it's great. Like he makes Drew look way better with just the way he comes. You know, just he he knows how to make. The interaction. You know why he got a I magnet? In, he got a magnet huh? in his chin for that Claymore one. I know, right? <laughs> God damn! Should be a running man. gag. <laughs> MVP getting Claymore. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but he's killing it, you know. And, and it is it's working for for that. Honestly, um, uh, he's he's definitely one of the highlights of that show. Um, um, ho- hopefully, 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 you know, we'll we'll be able to. Love what you got. I 
gotta hand it to the not just MVPs, you know, being a veteran, like laying the groundwork for these you know, younger guys. I gotta hand it to Randy Orton, man. I gotta hand it to Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton, when he shifts gear and he's actually investing in a storyline, it feels like he's um, like an important figure. So like, right now, for SummerSlam, I feel like it's gonna be Drew, Drew and Randy Orton. But him bringing back the punt, him uh, with his sadistic mind, and him kind of being kind of like torn between this, listen, sorry, but I gotta take you out kind of thing like this. Hey man, I, I, I fuck with it, man. And he and he's telling a story. You have Rick with the low blow ready with the punt, and uh, and now Christian's out of here. So whenever Edge is, you know, you know, back in action, uh, or if he's coming back, you know, after he torn his tricep, hopefully we can build off of that again and take take Edge somewhere. Hopefully, you know, I, feel like I think we for a great heel run with Randy. I think we're going for Randy and Charlotte. So it can be the most boring fucking match in the world. You're such a hater. You're such a hater, man. You gotta hate. I can't hate on these guys, man. You gotta, you gotta give it to them, man. They honestly, Raw as a whole, it 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 was a good show. It was. I I, I knew Bobby wasn't gonna get crowned, but I thought that our truth would have got pinned, and that would. I'm like, oh shit, Bobby, Bobby, but. You know, Bobby mm-hmm. had his moment in the sun. I don't know where he goes. Um, Bobby, um, they need to bring back Brock for Bobby, man. He should just call out Brock. Honestly, this he's like enough is enough. You know, I need to get back into my fighting ways. I gotta, I gotta take somebody out. And if it's not gonna be Drew Brock, come over here and come get these hands. My, you know, like my I, thing. I, I mean, Bobby right now it's gonna be hard for him to pivot. Right now, you have Randy ascending as a heel. He just lost to Drew. He's gonna be in like this middle ground area. Maybe he goes after Apollo, you know. And, and he, you know, I don't know. So it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. But there's a lot of definitely. Um, I think there's getting him away from Lada is good. So I'm just curious to see what what he does with MVP going forward. Um, uh, outside of that, like you said, uh, Raw was a pretty good show. It moved. Um, SmackDown, it did what it had to do. It it kept the it kept the ball rolling. Um, and Matt Riddle, man, got a big victory over AJ Styles. Man, shout out to Matt. Shout out. I to mean, that's homie. a huge debut. That was a big debut for my homie. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, you know, so that was a good that was a good match. That was a good showing. That was actually a good highlight spot for him. Um, I. I I think honestly, the most intriguing thing going out the week, and you know, going 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 to end the week, and I don't know if this will probably end the show, but I know my most exciting thing that I'm waiting to see, I'm waiting to see next week, was NXT, right? NXT, um, we didn't, you know, last week, um, Adam Cole, well, two weeks ago, he got away from Velveteen Dream because you know we don't know what's going on with Patrick. But it was just about time. If you're not going to crown him, you keep Adam going. Adam wins. He he, he gets the TikTok from fucking um, Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, the North American type champion, which I feel like it diminishes the North American title. Um, 
for Keith Lee to be pretty much dragging that bitch and be like, nah, I want that one. You know what I mean? Like it's like a, it's almost like a it's almost like a it's almost like a selfish kid. You know what I mean? Where he has a toy and he sees somebody else with a toy and he don't want to put his toy down. He just want to have his exactly. <laughs> and my thing is, is like, well, your parents are like, well, you have that toy. I'm like, man, not not really, not really this toy right now. I want that one. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's what that I mean, title is for for Keith. So Keith needs yeah, to drop it. I'm not trying to hear you. Can you hear, can you hear me now? Yeah. I was saying Keith, Keith needs to Keith needs to drop it. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I say it every single week. Keith Lee needs to win all the titles. <laughs> win all the titles with NXT on Keith Lee. Have him go full force with this limitless shit. Uh, Keith Lee holding all the belts. He's limitless. You know, and then have him, you know, do some jobs, you know, down the line for some people. Right now, Adam Cole has had an NXT championship for. Over a year, it's time for him to drop it, and I feel like you don't want to put it on Johnny. You don't want to put it on. You can put it on Finn, maybe. I think that's my possibility. You don't want to put it on Karrion Cross. I really don't want to see that. But Keith Lee, he, him holding both titles, and then he be able to brag and hold both titles in here like I'm limitless. And you know, like that's some shit that I want to see. Is, is Keith? You know, it's probably not gonna happen, but that'll be dope. But, but my thing is with COVID happening right and since we talk about it the more people that drop out on the main roster do you think that gives those nxt guys right so kevin owens is missing that babyface pop that's needed for on a on a tv rating does basking my glory replace that I mean, he's not getting a. I mean, obviously, he's still not going to get the pop. But it's like, not the pop, but does he? Ways, but but I'm saying, can you can you sure. can you replace the baby face big man that can move with Keith Lee with Kevin Owens? Of course, you can. Honestly, and, you can. Exactly. I, I think that honestly, I told my boy James yesterday, Keith Lee has star potential similar to Rock Johnson. He can be in movies. Uh, James saw the big big event or something on Netflix with Keith Lee. He's, he's in it. I'm telling you, he has a he has charisma and he can sing, so he can go out of WWE and do other things out beyond this. And I see star potential with him uh, if if they go with him. You know, and now they don't have to put both titles on it. That's what I want to see as a fan. Uh, but I feel like they go with Finn. I'm really excited to see a triple threat. Go, like right now, it's going to be Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, Finn triple threat. The winner of that is the North American champion. The winner goes on to face Adam Cole in a Title for title match, champion versus champion. So, I'm either way. I'm just happy to see this. Uh, I think Karrion Cross might get involved and maybe disrupt the match, and it might turn into maybe some kind of crazy ladder match with all of them trying to, you know, get the, get get both belts. Maybe I don't know, or maybe it might just be, hey, you know, Finn wins it, goes on to face uh, uh, Adam Cole and becomes the first one to hold both titles, and we have Finn holding North American Championship. And an NFC championship. So that's kind of the ways I see it playing out. But either way, I'm going to be happy with it. NXT this week, I told, I kind of shit on them last week. But this week, I felt like it gave me that NXT vibe. Like, okay, I got to tune in for this shit now. What you think you know, about that? that energy. What, what you think about that? You know, Shirai taking out Bailey and Sasha. Like, she felt like she was, like, you know, a, like, like she felt like champion, you know? So what what you think about that Wednesday Night Messiah? The, 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 what you think about the Wednesday night Latin Messiah? Uh, 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 
Escobar? Escobar. Uh, <laughs> I think that he was good. I like him. I like him. I, honestly, I think that he brings interesting flavor to the cruiserweight division um, and some storytelling that now has an opportunity. You know, he feels like uh, a guy who would be cast in a telenovela and be like this real suave dude, like who has, sells coke, but he's got all the girls though. You know, so like you don't want to really fuck with him. He got he got his boys that you know, murk you. He got his girls. You know, he's kind of living life. Kind of like a Burl Del Rio, but a little bit, like, just a little bit more, more grimy. Because the way he came and got the title was kind of, like, really, I like the way he did it. And the, and the reveal and everything, it, we knew it was coming, but it got me interested. Like, all right, I want to see where this goes. He came in as El Hino, the Fantasma. If they had a crowd, this would even mean more. But I like that the writing is there for the Cruiserweight division, and that's what I'm most happy about. I like that the writing there, let's just in general, I like that the writing is there in, 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 in general, right? Yeah. COVID, is, COVID is forcing a lot of these moving parts, right? You know, we're getting storytelling. Uh, we had the Intercontinental Championship tournament, right? And we're storytelling with AJ Styles. AJ Styles right now is the HBK of this generation. Like, he can have a wrestling match with anybody, and that anybody will look great. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, so a- AJ is great storytelling. Um, I like that they're probably about to put the, finally about to put an end to the Street Profits and Viking Raiders thing. Um, I wasn't really a fan of the writing, but I do know that, like you say, everything fits for certain reasons, right? And, you know, the silly gimmick shit, you know, they... You, you just got to try it out with somebody. You know what I mean? They did it mm-hmm. for a while with R-Truth. They did it for a while with Santino. You know, they did it for a while with, you know, whoever I can't think of. Yeah. But I think it shows range for those four guys. It does. And it I does. think that's what I look to from it. Like, hey, the Viking Raiders can do comedy. And we already know Street Profits can do comedy. But I think when we get to the point where we're like, all right, Street Profits are taken seriously, we're going to see them hit another gear. You know, and that's why I'm waiting for Street Profits, especially as tag champions. You know, I want to see them hold those tag champions like I'm willing to. I mean, you want the smoke is their tagline. So I want them to bring people to bring them the smoke and then, you know, smoke them. And like, hey, yo, we want more smoke. I want to see them really hold them titles high and not it be such a gimmicky thing. Well, um, I think that shit for the 24-7 championship. I, I, I mean, I want to be more competition with that tag title. I think right, 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 goes into that. They need to write more t- for tag teams, right? Like Ricochet, yeah. Ricochet and Cedric against the Street Profits is a tag team feud I can get into. And if Street I'm Profits sure. want to turn heel, Bianca could come back and interfere in the match. Mm-hmm. And then to, you know, to keep onto the title, ex- and like you know, have ex- them be the baby faces, or like exactly. they just got cheated from the title, like you know, and Street Profits are like. But they, they are huge baby faces. My thing is Bianca already came in and said them niggas was acting too too finicky. So Bianca doesn't have direction right now. So my thing is Street Profits could not accept or not be, be cannot be uh, an acknowledgement of what Bianca did. Like, but Cedric and Ricochet are high flyers, right? Mm-hmm. Street Profits can be down and Bianca can run down, push them off the top rope. And Montez will see a nigga on the ground and go for a frog splash and win a match mm-hmm. type shit. And then, yeah. you know, and, and 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 he won't know, but we know, and, and that will be storytelling. But I think... And I like it. You know, she's the EST. She's not going to settle for y'all 
being mid, middle ground of the pack in the tag division. Y'all not the middest, nigga. Y'all the highest. Not with the kings, you know, <laughs> of the tag division, as our women always do. That's awesome. So yeah, I, I think I think the writing, like you said, is just coming into. We already look at the production aspect and the value of it, and and seeing that WWE is in their bag more production production aspect. We even seeing it to the to degree in AEW. You know what I mean? When at first, when when Matt Hardy came into and they did the 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 the, the uh, I forgot what the fuck is called. I'm high and drunk right now. <laughs> but you know when they did the thing with Matt Hardy and shit. But niggas production has been going up in wrestling. So I think yeah. produ- I think a lot of the time people have put a lot of money into the production to make it look a certain way. So wrestling wasn't perceived as wrestling and a lot of that blacking out man uh, i was saying i was saying that i was saying that a lot of the production stuff superseded the writing over time over time and now the writing is getting back to the essence because that's what's all that's there yeah you know they're they're, i think that they're forced to i think if they're doing it week to week you know um obviously i think they got the the production down, unless they're doing something like, you know, like a segment with the Viking Raiders, unless they're doing like a more cinematic thing, they've been doing that and being a little bit more creative with that. But I think they're definitely swing, t- t- taking their time with some certain things, and I want to definitely appreciate it. Um, what you got else on your, on, on your plate, man, for the week? We're, we're right at an hour. Um, you got anything else that you want to get in, in here before we kind of wrap up the show? I know you got work in the morning. Yeah, just... Uh, when it comes down to Undertaker retiring, I, I, I definitely am sad, even though I knew, we saw this coming. But um, I, I said it, I said it, I said it a year ago. I was like, I don't need to see any Undertaker matches. So I mean, that's where I was last year. That's where I'm at now. But I'm glad that he's finally come to that stage, and I want I want to show my respect to his, to a great career. You know, uh, Undertaker actually at the end of the, his um. Is it called The Last Ride, his um, documentary? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think he announced his retirement today on that, or was it last week? I'm not sure. Um, but I saw the clip today, so, yeah, Undertaker saying he's not going to wrestle anymore matches. So, that's uh, in peace to Undertaker, the character. But um, thank you, Mark Calloway, for providing all those moments. Um, Yeah, I think this kind of, like, this full circles... Our, our 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 conversation, how we started it, right? Um, separating the art from the artistry, right? The the artist is Mark Calloway. You know what I mean? I don't know what Mark Calloway represents. I know what he presents to me, right? And what he presents to me is someone that I don't know if I'll have a beer with Mark Calloway. You know what I mean? Uh, with that being said, the art that that artist provided to me, um, I do appreciate it. You know what I mean? I, I do appreciate it, but I can look you in the face. Undertaker ain't moved no needle for me in damn near five years. So by him saying that he retired today, did nothing for me. It's something that we fucking knew should have happened a while ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For so. Sure. So with that being with that being said, with that being said, um, I I do, you know, um, I do value what he what he gave to me as a fan. You know what I mean? I do appreciate that. 
um, for his character, his his dedication to it, the longevity, the sustainability, right? This is unprecedented as far as characters go um, in this genre, right? It has to be respected, even if niggas don't want to respect wrestling. Um, you have to respect what The Undertaker has, has done, right? When you talk about name recognitions, niggas would say Jimmy Superfly Snugger, uh, uh, Hulk Hogan, The Macho Man Randy Savage, Ric Flair, The Undertaker. That's top five. You know what I mean? Like, that's top characters-wise. You know what I mean? If if you're talking about somebody who loves wrestling a little bit more, they'll talk about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat or Dusty Rose or some shit like that. But... Mm-hmm. Undertaker's top five in name recognition in this sport. Um, so you have to respect that. You know what I mean? But sure. with that being said, good riddance, nigga. You should have left a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That being said, that has been your <laughs> underground professional wrestling podcast. Uh, thank y'all for listening. And Rest in peace, the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> she left a long time ago. <laughs> nah, man, uh, oh, thank man. you guys. Thank you guys for listening, man. Thank you guys, man. Peace. Uh, peace. <laughs>